Welcome to this podcast by Sensenza. And stay tuned if you want to learn more about the core needs that we all have and how they cause problems in your relationship if they're not met. Let's look at one of our key needs today in relationships and the main reason we seek out relationships in the first place. It's our need for safety and comfort. We feel safe when we know we have someone we can depend on and someone that's responsive to our needs and they'll be there if we need their support. However, within this is also the potential for fear of loss or rejection as we get more attached to someone and this is even more prominent for people that have parents that did not attend well to their needs or were even neglective. These people can easily get triggered and feel insecure, anxious or jealous for fear of abandonment or that you won't be responsive. Emotional responsiveness is key to relationships that flourish. When our partner is not emotionally responsive, it creates insecurity that will play out in feelings of jealousy or anxiety that often I experience as controlling or clinging behavior. Our main strategy when we humans feel fearful is to try to control. The need to control and inhibit our partner eventually leading to a drop-off in desire and intimacy and makes way for resentment to take its place as the other party have to suppress their free expression to accommodate their partner's anxieties. I just want to clarify that if you're the partner that feels anxious or clingy, then there's nothing wrong with you at all. This is a learned behavior because your main caregivers were not able to meet your needs or to some degree neglected you. They might not have done this on purpose or even be aware that they did so, but the effect is nonetheless the same. Just remember you are simply applying strategies that you learned work best as a child to protect yourself, so there really is nothing wrong with you and it's perfectly natural that you have that response. The partner that feels that attachment is threatened and fears abandonment will often attack in the form of criticism, anger or blame to get a response causing conflict that can seem completely unrelated. Their need to feel their partner is responsive to them because nothing is worse than someone who is unresponsive or indifferent except perhaps for direct violation and abuse. So often you can calm these attacks down by addressing the underlying attachment fear. You do this by being emotionally responsive. Being emotionally responsive means that when you sense a need for security or that they feel insecure, often expressed in jealousy or trying to control like we mentioned, then make them know how much you care about them and how important they are in your life. We'll talk more about this later in attachment languages as your partner will have their own language for how they feel valued and safe and once you know this it's very simple to give them what they need. If there's no emotional responsiveness the partner that's attacking to get a response will give up on having their needs met and will instead give up and simply retrieve. This might seem like peace but it's often the final death blow to a relationship if the attachment wounds are not dealt with. At this stage a relationship either fall apart or they live together as two disconnected people. The cause of many emotions such as irritation, resentment and anger are attachment fears. The fear being left or that the other person does not care about us and therefore is not a reliable attachment that will keep us safe. Very often men have learned that we are the one to keep others safe and we shouldn't have this need. But I want to really stress that fundamentally both men and women have the need to feel safe attachment. We learn to know who we can trust to keep us safe by how responsive they are to our needs. That's how we learn as children 
And these patterns will continue the rest of our lives, but we can change it if we experience a responsive and safe attachment. Once we address these attachment fears, our individual needs become much easier to express and for the other person to hear and respond to. Just as a child, we all need to know someone will be there for us, care about us and value us. We need to know we're safe before we can go and explore the world and experience the excitement it holds. So if your partner feels safe because you address their attachment needs, they will be much more likely to allow you to go fulfill your individual needs and wants that you want to do or explore in the world because they feel safe. If they feel anxious, however, you can be sure that they will try to control and stop anything that triggers their anxiousness. That's why I always say start dealing with the attachment fears first. When we latch out or get defensive, it's often because we feel unsafe and feel that we are threatened. We fear our partner won't be there for us or might leave. Only when we engage with that need can we get past the nagging arguments and withdrawal and deal with the root of the issue. It's important to understand if you're stuck in one of the three patterns that cause conflict. So here are the three main cycles and dynamics that repeat themselves. Number one is when one partner is attacking and the other is defending or withdrawing and disengaging. And often it's a partner who feels insecure that's attacking to get a response and the other one is either defending themselves or withdrawing to get away from the stress that's being caused. The second one is where both partners attack, so they both feel somehow vulnerable and exposed and they attack to get the response they want. Three, both partners have given up and withdrawn. That's where both partners have realized they won't get their needs met and have simply given up. And like I said, this is the most dangerous cycle because this is often where we either see relationship breakdown or that people simply decide that they're going to live together and be highly dissatisfied. And this is also where it's hardest to get people back from. So you can kind of say, ironically, if you're still attacking each other or defending yourself, you're still in a place where you're trying, you, you actually have the energy to still try to get your needs met and believe that it might still be possible. And you care enough to still invest the energy to attack or defend so that means there's still hope and even at the last stage there is hope it's just more difficult and these are really cycles of anxiety and while it might seem like personal attacks to you when somebody lets out it's one or both partners feeling scared of losing the other or that they will not be there if needed it's actually a scream for you to be responsive to their needs and a sign that they care so much about you so try and see that next time that your partner might be lashing out that maybe they have some underlying need or feel insecure that they needed to address. If they had no longer cared, they would not even make that effort to try to get a response. So I know it might be hard for you to get your head around this, but even the attacks are a way of showing they care. And it's them being unaware that they are triggered and that they feel anxious and unaware of what their actual needs are. Otherwise, they would obviously communicate those. So while you can learn to see when your partner is triggered so you can address their attachment needs and show them you're here for them and will respond to their needs, they can learn to recognize these triggers and when they get triggered how to manage their emotions and figure out how to express their real needs instead. So that's a process both parties need to engage in to break that cycle. And this is something you can learn a lot more about in my ebook. 
When we focus on the argument, we just see the action and not the cause. The first step is to spot these cycles and identify the attachment fear. The aim is to spot these automatic responses that create this disconnect and heal them. It can be hard to admit to having attachment fears or that we need somebody to feel safe. Our Western society glorifies individualism and not needing others. Have you ever heard the, just learn to love yourself, you don't need somebody else who can be happy on your own? Well, research have clearly shown that the above quotes to be very incorrect. We learn to love by experiences in our relationships, and if we don't have a map for love, then we can't just love ourselves. Also, extensive research shows that the most important factor for our long-term emotional and physical well-being are our relationships and how close they are. As humans, we do need each other to survive and to flourish. Our most fundamental needs depend on each other. We need to learn to embrace this and see needing each other as a healthy expression of our humanity. The shame we as a culture have created around needing others is holding us back. Rather than judging your partner as needy or insecure, a more correct description would be that your partner has likely had a close attachment broken at some point in their life which has created a very real fear for them. If you address this, you can help them heal and you both get a more intimate relationship. Logic goes out the window when we are triggered and fearful of losing our key attachment. Our most basic response is fight, flight or freeze tend to be the automatic options unless we become highly aware and conscious. So we need a way to first calm that response because all the best advice in the world will not help once we're triggered. So when you feel triggered there are a few ways to restore calm and if you want to know more about them you can again check out this in my ebook. But have a great day for now and I hope you have a lot of fun exploring. Take care and that's all from sensenta.com.